The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. And sponsored by March Communications, connecting innovation and people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. Uh, this is Paul Holmes, substituting for Arun Sudaman. Um, and in the wake of our Global Provoke conference in Miami, um, it's appropriate that we are talking today about uh, the public relations industry in Latin America. I am uh, fortunate to have with me as my guest on the podcast today um, Eric De La Fuente um, uh, from Lorente and Cuenca. Um, Lorente and Cuenca has produced a very interesting white paper, which we will be publishing over the next few days, uh, looking at some communications trends in the Latin American region. And we've invited Eric to join us today and talk a little bit about uh, those trends. Before we do that, however, Eric, why don't you just uh, introduce yourself? And in case there's anybody out there who isn't familiar with uh, Lorente Cuenca, tell us a little bit about the agency. Yes, uh, hello, Paul, and thank you for having me on your on the podcast. And uh, I'll just start by congratulating you, since I I was also present along with my colleagues at Provoke 2017. And as usual, uh, it's a great gathering of minds and, and exchanges that uh, uh, I think we're we're all uh, better for it. Uh, and exchanges ideas on public relations, reputation, communications in general. And uh, thank you for this opportunity to to, to talk about our, our latest white paper, Yorente uh, Cuenca. Um, um, is as many of our clients working with a lot of our clients is the largest uh, uh, PR uh, reputation management and public affairs firm in, in Latin America and, and when we work on a white paper like this we're reflecting our experience of, of being on the ground having holding on offices in in Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, Colombia, and, and, and primarily in 12 of the markets in Latin America and having 16 offices overall, including Spain and Portugal. So we bring to the white paper uh, really insights from what we're getting on the ground, uh, being the largest firm in the region, and that's uh, uh, in Latin America, uh, and, and being there for over the last two decades. So that's, I think, is uh, um, uh, what we try to convey. It's not just the work we do and the service we do for our clients, but really being at the front of the conversations uh, in different areas, and in this time in, in the areas of consumer engagement in the part of consumer trends and how communications and digital transformations really, really affect it or really impacted. So one of the things that, that was interesting to me um, is that I, I know your firm primarily for its work in the sort of corporate financial and public affairs arena, um, but the white paper is a pretty deep dive into consumer engagement and digital and social in particular. And um, yeah. one, of the, one of the first things that you highlighted was sort of the explosion of um, mobile use in Latin America. So tell me a little bit about that and the implications for, um, for PR people in the agency world and among your clients. Sure, and I'll, I'll just start by saying uh, over the years we have developed a number of practices that have really gone deep, and consumer engagement is one. We do a lot of work in different areas. Uh, it, maybe we were known at one point but just financial communications, public affairs, and corporate. Now we 
go across the gamma in full flesh and have really dedicated almost 500 employees in our in our in our firm looking for the best talent that we have. Yeah, going to more explore. Uh, and, and the changes that it have had. I mean, we're, we, I guess we'll start off by, 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 by telling you that connectivity in our, in our region, based on the last study of IMS Mobile in Latin America, is really, a, you know, hovering almost close to 60% today. I mean, we, they, they close 56.1, and, and that's really important. I mean, in places like Chile, it's gone to the penetration is over 71% in terms of that connectivity. And the real interesting data is that when we're talking about those who connect, nine out of ten, ten citizens do it through a mobile phone. And that has really changed the landscape, not only on the penetration or access, but where we're talking about what that means for communications to brands and so on. So the mobile explosion has really put us on a, on a, on a playing field that is very interesting because it really accentuates the gap between consumers and brands today. And, and, and this gap is further emphasized by that penetration and that accelerated growth. Latin America has really leapfrogged again in communications uh, uh, to get to the standard of other regions and, and really just exploded. And, the, and this highlight, highlights the slow pace that there is between clients and taking a, and what consumers are looking and taking advantage of, the, of those opportunities that are there. But the solution in any case does not really seem to stem solely from pure speed. I mean, can you catch up to the mobile uh, explosion to the Internet? Because we will never be faster, in, when I mean corporations and brands, than consumers when it comes to generating content or participating in a certain conversation. Really, the response or how we see it or how we get there, it's a little more strategic, right? So it comes from the perspective of creating uh, narrative or frameworks, you know, storytelling, from and how major brands can do that and actually speak directly to the most relevant, what we call territories or conversation areas that are taking place for consumers. And only, only really by providing a variety of different and interesting stories will, you be, will companies and brands be able to affect or really to impact or get to the user conversations with relevant contents in real times, things that are interest to consumer. And as you have the mobile explosion taking place, just the faster people are growing, the faster people are, are connecting in, in our region as in other parts of the world, but our region really exploding. I think you need to, uh, com company and brands should really focus on what is my, what am I going to be telling my, my consumers? How do I get there with content that they're really interested in in real time to be able to address their needs? It, it, it is interesting, I think, that in, um, in some of the markets outside of North America and Europe, uh, we're seeing, you know, almost a sort of digital explosion on the web being leapfrogged by, you know, just going straight to mobile. Um, and particularly in Latin America where, um, you know, digital and social engagement seems to be, um, you know, a, a phenomenon um, at, at levels almost beyond the rest of the world. I mean, I, you know, the, the number of Brazilian users of social media, for example, is an impressive statistic. What are, the, what are the cultural factors that drive those high levels of social media engagement in a region? Sure. It's, it's no surprise to us that, 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 that in Latin American culture, where we're, we're actually we are very social and very engaged, uh, this is taking place. And, and without, that, that, without doubt, that also 
that also uh, influences or aggregates to the internet, that technology explosion as well, in the fact that there is a higher penetration in both device and social networks that people are, are using. In fact, you know, according to like, for example, the Sprout Social Index, uh, uh, it, Latin Americans spend more time connected to, to social networks really than probably any other region today. And, 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 and you mentioned Brazil, which has exploded uh, in terms of high numbers, and it, but even in terms of percentages in some of the other countries, there is a level of engagement, and that has to do in great part with the social explosion and the high and the leapfrog in terms of technology, but it, but definitely also there's a cultural part that Latin Americans like to engage, like to like to engage in, in some of the different conversations, and, and and traditionally it's been known in a personal level, but that's just been translated to today's reality, which where where we're talking about engaging in the social networks, and we're talking about conversation networks that allow us to really group together people with common interests across a broad geographical area, but very interesting with a widely shared language, right? So Brazil obviously speaks Portuguese as its local language, the rest of Latin America, from Mexico to, to Argentina, to Colombia, to, uh, to Ecuador, I mean, Spanish is a, is, a, is a common language, even though there are other, other ones that play into uh, as well. And this absolutely helps remove limits on the expansions of the formats that favors what I was referring earlier to storytelling techniques, whether that's writing, where it's included via videos or photos, because it really allows you to reach the whole, the whole, uh, the whole region, engage and contribute to those conversations that continue to start, uh, that, that are taking place today in those fast-growing networks, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, and so on. And that is very, very important as well from a cultural perspective. The the white paper also um, highlighted. Um, growing consumer confidence in the region, um, which you know, given given the context of um, of recent events, particularly in Brazil, uh, was surprising and I I think um, encouraging. Um, and I'm I'm interested in um, you know the extent to which consumer confidence is going to be determined by the political situation um, and whether it's sort of dependent on, on government stability and a restoration of confidence in the government or whether there are things that companies are doing or can do to sustain those levels of, of confidence. Paul, well, this is undoubtedly a, a share labor, right? And it should not be put on the side of one, of, of, of just like the institutions. I mean, the, the level of confidence, this is very, very important. Regarding consumers' trust, there is a baseline supported, of course, by economic and political situation. And, and, and a lot of times there's a lack of confidence in, in, in some of the, uh, of the political uh, environment that is taking place in some of the country. But, 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 more, but the role of corporation and brands here is fundamental. Right to generating and maintaining this confidence, or to really having confidence in, the, in their own brands and consumer beyond what the, what the political scenario could or, or might not be. That's why I mean that it's a shared labor. It's not so much just focus on 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 trust in government or so on. It's really how, how do we talk about trust in brands, trust in corporation, loyalty? The region has seen an, an, an increased consumer tr trust in recent months, including in some of these countries that we're talking about, where. Ba where basis such as just prospects remain unclear, for example, on one side, but then the trust remains there. The role of corporations should be should be to support and raise those level of trust, right? And in this effort, I think the more the most fundamental thing is transparency. Uh, if consumers believe that an organization are not transparent in their activities, then that will translate into that they affect trust in that brand. 
if they see that there's a transparent, then there's just a connection that they're talking to the consumers directly on the storytelling, going back to what I was telling you before. But really also that they see, they feel there's a transparency in place, that, that really they're getting the value and what they see from the content they're receiving from those brands, then that, that affects the trust in a positive level. So I think that, that the, the main message when you're talking about consumer confidence and, and in Latin America, maybe this is not, 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 not different in other areas, is transparency to build that trust and building the trust between brands and consumers that you belong again. We're moving forward to, we're moving ahead to building communities, talking in certain communities, certain areas of interest, certain groups of interest. You've got to speak to those areas. And, and that, in, in those conversations, trust is at the heart of, 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 of consumers having confidence in a brand that could turn, that could translate later to be loyal to that brand, whether it's consuming those products or, or following what they're doing, or, or purchasing their services or following them as well. And, and do you see, um, do you see both um, multinationals and local Latin American companies um, embracing trust in their governance and in uh, uh, and transparency rather in their governance and in their marketing activities now i think there is no choice i think that's that that's that i i see the movement towards that and but that's something we preach as well and, and something we advise our clients on i mean whether you're a multinational company entering Latin america or whether you're a local company in one of the markets Transparency has to be a common denominator in your, how you engage. And, you know, uh, so it, it is not just a multinational going in there because it's a company that maybe has headquarters. Those geographical areas are, are starting to become more blur, right? The important thing is how do you speak to that, that consumer in that group, in that area, in that territory, or that, or that, uh, that, that, uh, that community that take, is taking place, and not just talking to those consumers or not engaging those consumers from, from a purely – uh, uh, providing relevant, relevant content, which is important, but really coming around in transparency on how you do business, on how you engage the communities where you operate, and building that loyalty and, the, and, and that brand based on real trust and real transparency. In today's world, transparency is at the, uh, at, at the, at the main center of anything you do conducting business. So, so this is not a choice for any. This is the way to go. And the more a company or a brand engages in that, the better it will be for their business because the better it will be in engaging those consumers. Okay. One of the things that we spent some time talking about in, in Miami was the so what yes. makes the um, millennial generation different. And uh, not everybody was entirely complimentary about the, the millennial <laughs> generation. Um, but, it's, but it seems clear that they are, in fact, demanding this kind of transparency from organizations and they want to know more. And uh, you, you sort of highlight a new generation that's coming up in Latin America that seems to be more optimistic, more entrepreneurial, more engaged, more global. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, what you're seeing in terms of sort of Latin American millennials. Yeah, you're right. And we talked a lot of here in Miami. And Miami, in a, in, a, in a certain way, is a microscope because we are really a, a place where there's people from all over Latin America, right? That's why we have a regional Latin America headquarter here. So it's, that conversation was fitting there, but it takes place in the region as well. See, at Yorente Cuenca, uh, we, we find it increasingly 
difficult to maybe to speak about social demographic terms, just about new generations or millennials, which is, of course, is important to, to recognize and know that there is diversity in, di in this different type of, of groups. But we prefer to speak maybe on a much more focused scale, right? One based on communities. And what do I mean? That groups of people who, beyond what their social demographic characteristics might be, share common interests. Okay, so much. So that said, it's true that for Latin America, one of the main drivers for consumers is entrepreneurship among young people. No doubt about it. But that's something we highlighted there. They are no longer so dependent on salary jobs to trying to get, you know, start their own business or or, or or move forward with their initiatives. But it's also clear that these young people have a global perspective. It's not just about where they live at the moment. They have global perspective with global transversal themes uh, considered highly important in facilitating intercommunication, as well as increasing value on local approaches and personal relationships that they have. So without a doubt, there's a very loyal and committed to brands that they share values with, uh, which lends new importance to steady company purpose. So uh, we try to step back from not just saying, well, millennials want this or new generations or, 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 or as we start naming the new generation coming up uh, as well. It is where do we find those group of people who beyond whatever social demographic characteristics really share common interests? And it's necessarily necessary to clearly communicate how a, why a brand does certain things, how it contributes to, the, to, to, to those uh, points that are, that are important for those groups. But, but today, we, especially with those young generation, it, it, but it should be it overall, it is beyond the product or the services. What is a brand doing to contribute to an improving world? What is a brand doing to contribute to those to to those places where they where they are also also operating? And that to us seem to be those shared values that you have with those consumers or those groups that you're attending. It's much more important that we are we just in a certain country or do we belong just to a social economic part or we do we just belong to a sort of age group? It is what those common interests are and how do a brand speaks to them, not just, again, in what they offer or what their brand uh, can bring to the table in terms of the product or service, but what are the values they stand for? How do they contribute to a better world? How do they contribute to things of interest to those groups? Okay. And, um, I, I was interested in, uh, I, I'm not usually a big fan of sort of uh, portmanteau words, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but you had created this term, um, fidgetal. Um, to, to make the point that, you know, connecting digitally is one thing, right, right. connecting sort of physically is another, that, that what we're actually seeing in our industry today is, yes, uh, using technology and using digital and social media is growing in importance, but so is the experiential part of our business, so is connecting to people in the real world. Um, and, I, and I'm wondering how we're sort of applying that, that fidgetal idea to, um, to build stronger relationship with communities. Yeah, indeed. Fidgetal actually refers to this reality you're talking about, you're talking about in which the physical and digital worlds really intersect, right? But at the end, it's to provide a richer consumer experience. And that is, is, is something we're seeing today, right? Consumers distinguish between the digital and physical worlds less and less in their shopping experience. They seek to really unify an experience that flows between platforms without any major barriers. We must think about this as a digital transformation in which the physical world gains characteristics of the digital. But to be sure, this process works 
in both directions, right? The physical and retail, for example. It's also gaining digital trades, right? Primarily among stores, exper experimenting in digital spaces such as segmented virtual, 360s, or mixed reality. So those two worlds, right? The, the, the digital world where we're all engaged and living and, and, and spending a lot of time in, it's really mixing with the with the, with the, with, the, with the physical world where we go and purchase something uh, face to face. Those two, you they can, now they they're much more entrenched and continue to to be that. And we see it in examples in different industries where where really both the physical and digital worlds are intersecting, really to provide a better or a much more richer experience for the consumer. That that I'll be honest with you is is one of the reasons why I think. Um, the purely digital agency, the purely social media agency um, is going to be limited going forward because I, I think it's quite difficult for them to, if they're even thinking about it, make that connection into the physical world. And as you say, I think they have to be integrated today. Um, one, of the, one, one of the other things that, that you focus in on in, in the report, and, I, and I've been fortunate enough to visit um, Brazil and Mexico in, in recent months, um, and so I've seen this for myself, is the growing importance of influencer marketing. Um, and I'm interested in sort of how that's playing out in the region. Are we focusing on uh, reach or are we focusing on relevance and resonance? Are we uh, paying influencers or do we think that, that a more collaborative co-creation um, earned model is best? Yeah, so... Uh, originally, influencers were really considered influencers because they were uh, uh, individuals. I mean, that that, or, that that really helped brands participate in community conversations in a credible manner, right? I mean, uh, 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 as we know, uh, certain, again, when we go back to communities or people that that are working in certain or that are interested in certain topics, they follow uh, people that they already have a trust matter or they really or, or they, there's certain credibility. So, of course, brands associating with those played, uh, plays a big importance. But however, both agencies uh, and, and clients and, and brands, as well as the influencers themselves, uh, have wound up turning this into a sort of business model, more similar to that of what it was when traditional media or the type of media that 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 uh, that, uh, that takes place. And, and today, this has sort of perverted a little bit their relevance as they have lost some ability to influence their own community. So, so it's important to state, state that in reality, that conversation should be much larger than just this, going beyond the particular case of an influencer. It should be about advocacy, the ability to offer really credible and stable brand ambassadors, much more of an influence. Think of a brand ambassador uh, who will work with a company, with a brand in the medium term, not just for the short term, in the medium, close to the real storytelling and narratives presented to those relevant communities of interest or relevant territories that we're talking about. And these advocates should be paid, certainly, but, but also can and should be the company's own employers and consumer cumbers that are fans of the brand. See, at the end of the day, this is not about just being an influencer because they're popular in some in some areas and then you bring them to a to a certain community that is there you have to be part of the story right you really have to be part of that story story that is being presented to the relevant territories and that is important that it's not that it's not just you know for uh, that, that that is that is a real integrated approach uh, and certainly again companies or employers and, and consumer converse which are fans of the brand play into this as well right 
So uh, again, in Miami, we talked um, we talked a lot about storytelling, um, but one of the words that you know ran through the conference and came up in you know almost all the sessions was um, authenticity and this idea of sort of really you know being being true. Um, you talk in the white paper about story doing, um, which I I think is a fascinating way of, of looking at this. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you mean by story doing and, and if possible, give me, give me a couple of examples of companies that are doing it well. Yeah, uh, look, I mean, at Llorente Cuenca, we, uh, whether we're working in Brazil, in Mexico, in Chile, in Argentina, in Peru, in Ecuador, in Spain, in Portugal, here, here at the region office, this is at the heart of what we're doing, right? This is not, this is really goes beyond across any particular uh, countries. I mean, and we drew, we're really, I think we're at the forefront of this when it comes to Latin America. Now, of course, we're big into storytelling, but also about story story doing. From, for our, from our perspective, story doing is not merely what companies do, which of course is important, but it's a step they take before storytelling, right? Seeing it as what companies do just falls short. Even though story doing is about, it's linked to what they do, but it falls short. So we're more inclined to believe in story doing as a communications tool we can use to co-create stories at companies, communities, again, going back to what I was talking about before, so communities of interest, will find valuable. This has been the case, if you want examples, for example, with, with Red Bull or, or, or with, the, with its Red Bull Music Academy and, and alter, alternative music communities. Or maybe, for example, with Intel and, 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 and Vice's current project for tech-savvy artists that takes place here, as, as you see, in the, U, in the U.S. And, and, that, and, that, and that, that is, you have examples like that in other areas. Other examples could be, uh, you know, for example, the Sabons project, which pushed for the creation of a type of shock with a soap in it to prevent diseases in Indian children. It won the cans this year, as you, as you are very much aware. Or that project, for example, we've been promoting with co for Coca-Cola, which is one, uh, one of our largest clients, but for example, in Spain through the Aquarius brand, which is supporting entrepreneurship in people over 60. More important is that let's not just look at, uh, at telling a story, you actually have to be doing this, that, what, what we're telling we're doing. And not just looking at story doing and merely what they do, but really much more be, we believe in, in story doing as part of the communications tool but the, where we can then use to co-create the stories that, that those companies, communities of interest care about and they find value. At the end of the day, we need to provide value. And that is, I think, what we try to bring to uh, work together with our clients and the brands to really be able to reach those consumers adding value to, uh, in both in storytelling and story doing. And so much of what we're talking about here is um, sort of goes well beyond the traditional role of a public relations agency. Um, and I always worry that, that we spent far too long being focused on print media almost exclusively and words rather than images. And now suddenly we're being, we're being asked to or we're looking for the opportunity to create sort of truly immersive multimedia content across platforms and across channels. Um, are, are, are PR firms sort of developing those capabilities quickly enough and are clients willing to buy those services from PR agencies or do they still think first about 
sort of more traditional creative agencies, ad agencies, and digital agencies? Now, this is a great question. It's a sort of multi-question, right, in many ways. So, I mean, the, the, the agency of the future has to be hybrid and highly creative, right? I mean, uh, on the one hand, of course, that, uh, you know, in the agency world, we, we embrace technology, but we embrace technology with, a, with, a, with the end game of be able to create or, or, or use the different channels to reach our, the audience of our clients very very directly correct so on the on the on the on the one hand that that has been at the heart we i used to say we had a digital practice and now when i go into presentations i say well we don't have a digital practice and people say well, what do you mean and i said because now we're digital or, or we include technology and we include digital innovations in all our practices right that, that, and so that is very important to what we do in creating transmedia products or, or, or without a, a doubt immersive different type of content again that is relevant to the possible but the most important thing i think when we look at the agency is that at the end, what 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 clients and, and 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 companies look for is a partner, it's a strategic partner that looks at what is available out there, and then how do we get that messaging directly to the the brands? And, and, I'm sorry, to the consumers, or so we'll get into the to their own clients, and and it goes back uh, against Paul, and I, and I and I reemphasize that to what. We, what story are we telling? What is the storytelling? What is the story doing? And then how do we create? Now we can use, and we can use technology to bring that to life in different ways, right? Whether it's transmedia, but what type of narratives and what way do we deliver those narratives, right? Are we using much more video and graphics and, and, and getting to, to, to those particular groups that, 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 we're, that we're using? But the truth is that the most important thing is to find insp inspiring stories that promote conversations. Right. I mean, conversations that, are, that bring together our communities and clients that, and that they consider valuable. That is a common denominator. You know, technologies will continue to evolve and we will continue to embrace it. There is no doubt about it. But, but what is a common denominator without is you need good content. You need content not only that it has to be well written or well, or, or, or in a well, on a, on a well produced video or, or, or whatever we're, we're, we're doing. The most important is that that content speaks very much tailored to that community, and it has value to them. And no, no, as things evolve in terms of the technological side, we cannot lose sight that what we do here is be able to really tell stories in a compelling way, well back behind by reality of what the company offers in terms of services and products, and bring together storytelling and story doing to, for consumers to, have, to find it valuable, to find that those brands are really offering something that they care about, because they know what they're interested in, because they, they are, they're integrated into those conversations, and then it really means something, right? It goes beyond just doing the actual task, but really get integrated into those conversations. That's, um, that's great. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nice reminder that um, as challenging and as exciting and as uh, changing um, the environment we're working in may be, some of the fundamentals of our profession and you know that ability to to find and tell great stories are are still sort of constant and are, are still the the foundation of so much great work and that focus on community that you've talked about uh, absolutely and probably more important now than ever right so so rather than than erasing those common denominators it's accentuates its importance and that importance of or, or that in our industry, we really have to under, not only understand the business of our client and the services or the products, but understand more and more and more, not only the, their audience in general or certain consumers or groups, but now even in a 
real more targeted scale. Who are we talking to? What do they care about? What adds value to them? And, and, and it is our job and what we do, I think, best in many ways here to really bring clients to do that. And, and you mentioned one thing that they're willing to pay for. I think uh, 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 we companies are willing to pay when they find value. And when we can, we work with our clients and, 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 and around how they can see how this provides value to their own business and how this helps strengthening their brand. They see it's not, a, uh, we move the conversation from being what cost it is to what real investment they actually find valuable in because they see that getting connected to those brands. So storytelling and narrative becomes more important for our industry as, technolo as technology has evolved. Yeah, I, I think that's, um, that's absolutely true. Uh, we will be um, posting to our website um, an article uh, about uh, all of this research that, that is produced by your colleague um, David Natal. Um, I yes. hope our listeners will uh, take a look at that, and we'll also be um, we'll also be featuring a couple of case histories that I think illustrate some of the major points that you've been talking about. Uh, so again, I, I hope uh, I hope those who are interested in in what's going on in Latin America will take a look at that. Um, thank you, Eric, for your time. It's been great chatting to you. Very informative. No, well, thank you, Paul, and and again, I mean, uh, appreciate the opportunity, and yeah, here at Jurenti Cuenca. We, we try to be contribute to the conversation with these white papers. We have a innovative center. We think tank that we try sort of saw, sort of a think tank that we try to produce these trends. So that, that way we can see where is the industry going, and not only for our clients. So you know we have those things available, and in, in, in terms of at Cuenca and work together with our clients and, and with anyone who's interested in that type of information, we're happy to provide it because I think it adds to all of us. Uh, we're doing this. So thank you for thank you for the opportunity to to convey that. Thank you, Eric. Take care. Okay, bye. -bye. You've been listening to the Echo Chamber, brought to you by the Homes Report and produced by Marketeers, sponsored by March Communications, connecting innovation and people. <laughs>